to that. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Drink to That. As always, I am Andrew and accompanied by my good friend. It's Steph. All right, our wine that we'll be trying today is going to be Greenfin Organic White Table Wine. Ooh, organic. I love it. I don't know. I love it. Love it. That's also, I think, our theme, organic, worth it? Organic wines, worth it? Is that, is that bad? Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. I think Andy knows. I don't know. Um, whenever you hear organic, you think that... It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> expensive, and it's supposed to be better for you. But we'll see if that's really holds true with a, a wine. Yeah. We'll so. get into that. Anyway, let's start Let's start it off. Steph, what's going on? How you been? I've been good. Um, just, you know, getting in the grind with work and uh, just, you know, been going around doing some things. I've been pretty busy. I'm a little tired right now. Throughout my back, sweeping. Oh, boy. As one does now that I have my own apartment, I'm cleaning and you sweep once. And you never get back. So I'm wearing a back brace right now because I'm an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> and God forbid I do any housework. Um, that's what I've learned, that I need I need maids mm-hmm. and I need people to clean up after me. Yes. You need butlers. I need butlers, maids, the whole thing. I gotcha. Um, I'm not made for... Uh, the domestic life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's I gotcha. Not, <laughs> So I just need to work hard to make sure I can afford that because otherwise I'm going to be wearing a back brace for the rest of my life. Anywho, and so just doing that and seeing some concerts, went to, you know, around. Um, yeah, just been just been keeping busy, keeping real busy. So how about you? I know gotcha. you're constantly keeping busy with within the wine world. Yes. And alcohols. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I just took on a new job mm-hmm. and I am working with a catering company. Nice. Trying to build my resume, trying to get service experience and, uh, just trying to, to meet new people and see new venues. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's interesting. It is a lot of work, hard yeah. work. Um, well, but you're it's one of the best catering companies in Chicago, right? One of the, yes, uh, actually in the Midwest. Nice. So, killing uh, it. It's um, got some clout. Yeah, I'd say so. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, working nonstop, doing that, uh, getting my cred. Working nine to five, although you work crazy hours. So I'll yeah. Give you oh my god. Five. Yeah. <laughs> so you're all, like all over the place. All over the map. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been studying, as you know. This is the final push for my French wine scholar. Uh, just this weekend. This is the the final weekend of studying, and I have my class. I came up real quick. I know. Yeah. I mean, tons of information is now shoved in my head, and let's hope it stays there for the next week. You should take the ginkgo biloba pill. Oh, yeah. You got to take what else helps memory? Talking to an elephant. They know. They got some skills. Yeah. They they never forget. That's right. right. An elephant never forgets. That's right. Um, Embrace the elephant within you. Oh. That's what you have to... You just sit there and I'm saying, embrace the elephant. Yes. And never <laughs> the forget. The huge elephant that's within me right now. That's I do that every day. You could do that. I could totally do that. <laughs> Five foot. That's how tall I am, but there's an elephant inside me. That's right. Every moment. <laughs> that's weird. That's and, weird. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I've been doing that, studying, working... 
I uh, went to a wine tasting, an industry uh, wine tasting today. Ooh, do tell. It was... Tell us all the gossip of the wine industry. It is... Uh, it's it's cranking. It's going like, like gangbusters. The, the big push is to now get uh, millennials really, really into the the wine world. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they meaning us, uh, the millennials, the 21 to 30 crowd. Yes. We make the cut. Yeah. We're in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the largest growing demographic for wine consumers. I believe it. And, um, that's great. Yeah. However, the problem is according to big wine industries is, our price point, what we're drinking, is under ten dollars. Yeah, five mm-hmm. to five to ten dollars. So um, hopefully that's making them be like, we need to make a good product for that price. Hopefully that's what you're hearing. Or well, yes and no. Mm. Um, they they want to make sure that they're keeping that that client base. Um, you know, what's your gonna what's your go to wine for everyday dinner? Let's go with a five to ten dollar bottle. However, what they're pushing with these. Um, tastings and seminars and things that they're doing uh, for industry members, for wine importers and wine buyers, is they're trying to get more education out there for mm-hmm. people to start drinking Sancerre and Puy Fumé and Rui. And, uh, you know, people don't know, uh, not a lot of people know what these things are. Yeah, I wouldn't go to a restaurant and be like, you know, pour me a glass of your Puy. Right. You know. And I, so, I might start because it's fun to say, <laughs> but I don't know if that'd be the first thing to roll off my tongue. Like, right. Give me a glass of your right. best pooey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm five years old. Yes. So, um, so that's, that's what, uh, that's what I did. I, I went there. I, I was able to speak with a master sommelier mm-hmm. and, um, hopefully I'll be working with him and or some of his colleagues in the near future. I got a question for you that just came off the top of my head. What is the youngest master Somalia that's in the world right now? Um, right now? If you know this. I do not. Okay. I, I don't know this. Um, mainly because there, um, there was a test for the master sommelier mm-hmm. uh, just, well, last year. But there's also going to be one coming up in... Mm, uh, I want to say May. So May 20th, if I'm not mistaken, there's going to be a new brew. There's going to be a whole new uh, clan of Master Sommeliers. But the I, I know one of the last inductees to the master to the realm of Master Sommeliers is Jack. Jack, um, mm-hmm. good man, good man. Oh God, I'm blanking on his last name now, but uh, I think he was like 23 or 24. What? Yeah. So oh, man, a lot of these new. Master sommeliers are in the 25 to 30 year range and they're, they're hungry for knowledge. They're adventurous. They're trying everything. They're hardworking. Mm -hmm. You got to work. You really got to work your way up to, uh, to get to those ranks. Wow. And, um, that's impressive. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that young. I thought it was going to be like 45. No, 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 no. Actually, I think one of the, one of the youngest, uh, master sommeliers to be inducted was, Evan Goldstein, and mm-hmm. I believe he was either 21 or on the cusp of 22. Wow. And he's been uh, inducted since I mean, I would be a little suspicious and it'd be like, listen here, 
You've only been drinking legally for a year. Come on. Come on. Right. So obviously he's been drinking his whole life. Not necessarily. I mean, it's a large amount of being a sommelier is to have the knowledge, the information about wine regions, wine laws, and wine tasting notes. Mm -hmm. Um, If you wanted, if you truly wanted to be a master sommelier, if you tasted every day four different wines for the next nine months to 12 months, you could get it done. And it's just about practicing your basics and mm-hmm. understanding that this is a Sauvignon Blanc, this is a Chardonnay, this is a Pinot Noir, this is a Cab. Once you get those down those basics, then you could start refining your palate to yeah. this is a Chardonnay from California, this is a Chardonnay from France, this is a Chardonnay from Australia. And that's and you have this working knowledge based on everything that you read hmm. and study and taste. So it's it's a lot of lot of lot of work, but it can be done. It depends on just how committed you are, day in day out. Well, that's you live, breathe, eat, sleep, I drink. Wine. I want to be a, a sommelier, but I did read today this this gentleman who owns a winery or owned a winery in Spain. Yes, he lived to one hundred and seven, and the way he did it, he said, was he drank four bottles of wine a day. I think he was just a walking drunken corpse every day. <laughs> but I, he got it to 107. I'm like, what a life. What a life. Can you imagine? Was he even coherent through most of it? I don't know. But he lived in 107, and that's my goal. So, <laughs> one day. Um, God, I can't imagine. Four, what do you have? One for each meal? And in between, here's a snack. Jesus. Possibly. Um, I, I know that there's a lot, a lot of people go to France and Italy and Spain to train and a lot of them say that they're drinking a bottle of wine on their lunch break from work or whatever it is they're doing. Of course. And, you know, for dinner, you know, the, the we East, live in the wrong, the, the European hemisphere life is, you know, Country. you eat late late dinner yeah. and you even have late snacks after that so you're drinking second through, dinner through all the day you know the dinner, whole day third so wine, i dinner. could i could see that i could see three bottles of wine if i went to wine, back goodness. to work after drinking a bottle of wine right i don't even want to think what would happen <laughs> well number one i would never let me just say that because i don't want to lose my job but i can't even <laughs> imagine functioning I couldn't even imagine, like, let me let me try to pull one off on them. <laughs> let me see after drinking a whole one bottle of wine if I can get by throughout the day. Let's see if I can uh, sneak this one in. I don't think so. That would be that would be rough. Yeah. I don't be. know. But, I mean, you build a tolerance after a while. From uh, Yeah, maybe he was 107. Maybe he needed, but that fourth bottle, he still didn't feel anything. You never know. He's probably made of wine. Anywho. But Jack, Jack Mason. That's the youngest little buddy. Uh, he was the one of the newest inductees, and I think, he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was about 24 years old. You know. But that's that's a lot of work that goes into to getting there. When you know what um, you want to do with your life, you know what you want to do, right? Yeah, and, and I I attended a seminar when I was in New Orleans um, back in August of last year, and one of the youngest. Um, Certified sommeliers and certified wine educators was 22. Like, he literally turned 22, like, two days before the seminar. Wow. And he was 
a certified sommelier, and he was awarded his certified wine educators certification. I, just, that just blew my mind, yeah. and that just speaks to his commitment to to wanting to work in the, in the wine industry. So. That's some skills. That's some skills. Well, should we get into in a little bit? Uh, should we start getting into this wine? We've yeah. kind of like gone around. I think maybe we'll take a, a little bit of a break. Sure. And then we'll get this wine out of the because it's a little cool. It's a white wine. So yes. We've kept it in the fridge. Yes. Is that correct. Yes. So we'll go grab that and we'll be right back. Yeah, we'll see you back here. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Now, so he poured us the wine on our little bit of a break. And uh, let's go through the six S's. Yeah, this is my fault. It's actually a little bit cold, so it might not swirl as much as I'd like it. So uh, when it's a little overly cold, are you trying to warm it up with your hands? Or are you yes. just trying to do Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to warm it up, but I mean, I wanted to make sure that it didn't overheat after it was just sitting out. So, but I would rather have it colder than warmer, and then I could just warm, warm it up. up. Yeah, yeah. If you so just let it, that's, that's how I feel. I rather have the house cold, put on some blankies because once <laughs> it gets hot, no going back. Yeah. You can always add, but you can't take away. <laughs> you know, that's that's one my motto. Of yeah, just yes. put on the layers. Uh, all right, so yeah, let's do the successes. So we are seeing. It's got a green, pale green. There are. Let's see. So this organic white wine is. I want to say it's about sixty percent Chardonnay, thirty oh. percent Sauv Blanc, and ten oh. percent Muscat. Muscat. So there's going to be a, just a hint of sweetness on, on this. And, yeah, I'm getting – I mean, it is golden. It's a deep golden color. Golden. Um, I guess it is more golden. Mm. More greeny golden. I mean, it depends what you what you see in the uh, – on the, the tiers. The, um, you, can, you can get a lot of color variation on the tiers and or the rim, rim variation. Also um, probably the color of the lighting. It could be, yes, since we're not in natural light. Uh, we've got fluorescence. No, not fluorescence. Whatever these are. Oh, that's a, that's a fluorescent. Looks like compact, compact fluorescent. But anyway, yes, the lighting will actually impact uh, the color a little bit. Okay. Kind of skewing what you'll see. So we see, yeah, mm -hmm. and um, that that golden color is going to primarily come from Chardonnay. If you're going to get that color. I don't see many legs on this lady. No? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Let's see. Swirling away, sniffing. Sniff? Yeah, let's sniff. Um, let's swirl, let's sniff. I mean, lemon? I'm smelling lemon. I do get lemon, yeah. Citrus? Um, what kind of fruit do you get? Yeah, fruit pear? Wine? Pear, yeah. A little bit of pear, like a crisp pear. I'll, get, I'll give you that. Granny, yeah. Granny Smith apple? Mm, I'm no. not. I'm not getting that green right, of a nose. Green. I'm getting like a golden delicious. Oh, okay, yeah. You know that's the color I was thinking. Golden delicious. The color is like a golden delicious. Right. That's what I'm seeing here. I, I would go more of a, a riper apple, kind of like like a golden delicious. Okay. And it, yeah, that it's not it, as tart. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You don't kind of get that zing. Zing. From, um, 
although it does kind of have like that lemony freshness to it, mm-hmm. it's it's not as tart as a green apple would be, I would think. Yeah, I'm get, I'm getting a lot of like lemon notes. Yeah. Grass. A little grassy. A little I mean, grass? there, there sorry, a, I yelled there, that. There's a little Sauvignon Blanc in here, um, so there could be a little bit of herbaceous quality to this. Yeah, it's more of a crisp. I wouldn't say this is. I don't smell really much fruit or like jamminess or anything. It's no. more lemony, no. citrusy thing happening. Um, Chardon- and that's uh, primarily due to Chardonnay. Chardonnay is a fairly neutral grape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't give too much aromatics. It doesn't give too much body. Um, it's it's very easy to be manipulated, which mm-hmm. is why a lot of people choose to age it in oak. And then it takes on that kind of quality. But this gotcha. is aged in stainless steel. Okay. So we're going to get a very clean fl- mm-hmm. flavor. doesn't have that oaky, smoky. It doesn't. Mm, okay. And, um, well, should we? So sniff. Mm-hmm. Are we at the sip yet? Yeah, I think All so. Right, let's, let's try it. Let's sip. I'm getting better at that. Oh, it's very light. I enjoy this. Very crisp, very light. Yeah, I am getting that. It's light. It dances on the palate. It's not yeah. heavy. I was not expecting that. I would have thought, I mean, there's a little bit of a bite, very tiny, but I like it. It's like this little tart. A little bit. A little bit on the tongue. Yeah, it's, it's refreshing. It does have some acidity to to kind of keep it light. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it plays well. I like this a lot. I can imagine this. Nice hot summer day. Yes. Eating al fresco. Nice little salad or uh, fish. Definitely. And I would just, definitely. Yeah, I feel like this can go. It's very, it's, like you said, it's very neutral flavor. There's not much happening here, which right. I kind of like, though. I kind of like that, you know. It's yeah. not, not in a bad way where I'm, like, drinking water. It's a nice, right. refreshing wine, I'd say. Nice, yeah. refreshing white wine. And it's, I guess it just depends who you ask um, in the wine industry. If you call a wine... Neutral. Mm. A lot of people take that as very, very negative. Oh, wow. Never um, mind. But then a lot of people say, you know what? As long as it's in balance, there's nothing spiking out, yeah. of, out of order. Neutral is good. And yeah, sometimes you just want something that just like accompanies. You don't need something that's going to like slap you in the face, you know? Right. And I think this, this is an easy drinking wine. This is yeah. not a serious wine. Um, some people look at their typography. They're not serious. They're, they're all their typography telling you, let's get on a little board and let's go made with organic grapes. We're cool. We're on the, I'll put a picture. Looks like they've got handwritten little letters and then they've got a little, little wagon with a surfboard. So, you know, you're on the beach. I can imagine being on the beach. Drinking this. Drinking this on a surfboard. I don't know if surf, but I'd like to. And, um, maybe after a bottle, I'll think I can so, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, so, like you said, made with organic grapes, which yeah. brings us to our topic our, of the yeah. week. So, is this, why is, does this being an organic wine have anything to do with what it tastes like? Why would anyone care that group? <laughs> wine is organic. Is it healthier? Is it more expensive? Mm-hmm. Why? why? Why is someone doing this? Right. Um, there's a lot to, to speak about organic wines, uh, it, whether it's worth it, whether it's not health benefits, health benefits. Um, there is technically no difference between regular everyday conventional wine and mm-hmm. organic wine. Okay. 
as far as it being expensive, the reason why a lot of wines that say certified organic are expensive is because the USDA has very strict regulations and a lot of paperwork that you need to follow mm -hmm. to be called certified organic. And that's... No one asked them to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it does take a lot of time to to fill out the, that paperwork and to mm -hmm. follow all these strict rules and regulations to make a product organic. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why uh, organic, certified organic wines are going to be more expensive. Now, on this bottle, it just says made with organic grapes. This is not certified organic. Through the loophole that to get your certification from the USDA, you have to fill out tons and tons and tons of paperwork mm -hmm. to, to get that certification. Usually, that certification is going to hold you only for, depending on who issues it, um, what administrator, supervisor, whatever, is going to run you anywhere from one to three years. And that certification is going to cost you like almost $10,000. Yeah. So to be called certified organic, that's pretty, pretty expensive. Is there a reason why? It would just because it makes it sound fancy? Uh, I understand why food mm -hmm. is organic. I don't understand why wine is organic. Interesting. Mainly because a lot of food crops uh, have varying different types of pests that mm -hmm. can ruin a whole crop. Mm -hmm. The grape vine is not very susceptible to many pests that will kill it. Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, the most colossal problem is aphids, mm -hmm. uh, which... Get some ladybugs. Let you, them free. Right. And that's why biodynamic and sustainable farming and organic farming, they try to implement these things to... Um, to nip it in the bud, but aphids, if contained or if treated with these, you know, very organic solutions can be fixed mm -hmm. and it won't be super expensive. However, if you turn a blind eye to it, they can do a lot of damage. Hmm. Okay. Um, but there's really no reason to go spraying every square inch of your vineyard with these pesticides. Unless the, the thing, it already occurs and you need to take action. Right. But there's other ways to, to take care of that. Um, and so again, it's, it's a large investment to have land that's certified organic, mm -hmm. um, because for something, a plot of land to be called certified organic, no known pesticides can be used on the land for at least seven years before you start planting. Oh, so most times it's, it's gotta be organic anyway. So let's say you have a, a plot of land that was used for commercial farming. Mm -hmm. You have to then wait seven years of not planting anything and not oh, spraying anything okay. before you can, you can even plant. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so if you're a landowner, you're paying for that land to, to, to remain vacant for seven years. And what that's where... What they just so, got money just flowing out of their pockets? Well, see, that's the thing. Is like I can understand why food stuffs mm -hmm. and crops and things like that are organic and they are more expensive because there's a lot more being invested into the land for grapes. And it doesn't affect the flavor. There's really not much. No. And I understand a lot of people say that you need more or they, they want to buy organic so that 
you're not uh, you're not getting all the bad stuff. But mm-hmm. the, the, the bad stuff that people are worried about is sulfites. Yeah. And sulfites are in almost every single wine that's made. So it's already in. It's all like you know. Right. And it's not going to vary that much mm-hmm. in terms of organic or not organic. Sulfites is just a preservative to to make the wine be fresh mm-hmm. and not um, and not just go bad. Yeah. In like three months. So. Yeah, actually, wine has a really low uh, parts per million mm-hmm. sulfite count as compared to a lot of other foods huh. out out there. So, for example, um, some white wines will have uh, roughly two to four hundred parts per million of sulfites mm-hmm. in its solution, versus let's say dried apricots mm-hmm. have like double that. So mm-hmm. almost eight hundred to nine hundred parts per million. So you're saying, like, as this man in Spain. Yes. Rather than snacking on apricots, just drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> just drink a bottle of wine. Fine. So every time you think about snacking, just drink another bottle. Yeah. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, I, yeah, I can understand why people are on this organic craze. Mm-hmm. It's to, to live healthy, and and I can understand that because some of the pesticides and fungicides that they use are pretty deadly. They, they are... Well, next time a crunchy mama comes up to me and says, I'm going to have my organic... Blah, blah, I'll be like, not today, lady. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Or, or sir. Sir or oh, madam. That, that yeah. smells of patchouli. I'm stereotyping horrendously right now. Right. And eats only grape nuts <laughs> and drinks only organic wine. I'll be like, nah, I don't know. No, no. Yeah. I know. I'm going to keep my organic wine and just move on. (laughs) I'll buy my cheap non-organic wine. Yeah. And see you later. Yeah. Taste taste difference between organic and non-organic wines, almost non-existent. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I don't, I'm I'm not going to say don't buy organic wines. Um, but you're going to say don't buy an organic wine. I'm gonna oh, say, this is delicious. I'm going to say don't, don't spend too much. Uh, yeah, like I wouldn't wines. buy this just because it said organic wine. I'd buy this because it's a good wine. Right. It has nothing to do with if it's organic or not. Right. So That's understandable. Yeah. So I'd be like, I tried this. Uh, great. So. I'm with you 100%. I like it. I like it a lot. So where did you get this and how much did it cost? Uh, this is going to be a shocker for you. Uh-oh. But I got it at Trader Joe's. Oh, <laughs> man. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I got it at Trader Joe's, and if I'm not mistaken, it was $3.99. $3.99? Yes. Sweet Lord, baby Jesus. Yeah. What? Yeah. $3.99? The, yes. And this is why you drink four. You, you skip your meals. <laughs> you just skip them. What do you got in here? You got carbs. You got your sugars. You got your sulfites that are low, and you got organic stuff, whatever. Yeah. And for $3.99? You're set. Can't even get a Big Mac for that price. <laughs> uh, this is all you need. All this you need. is all you need. <sighs> and Jeez. love. Love yeah, is all you yeah, need. Yeah, and this wine. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So, um... I did not think those... This, I, yeah. I Believe me, I had my reservations when yeah. I, I saw it, um... But people were raving about it for years. I mean, I've seen I've seen this on the shelves for a while, and I also just like, oh well, you know, okay, meh. I've yeah. never tried it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I am extremely impressed. Like this was a this is a wine I'd keep on, on on hand because you never know, and you never know what people like to have this at your yeah. house and be like, oh, you guys want a white wine? It's neutral enough that I think anyone can like this it. This will please any palate. Yeah. 
There's a reason why I have four of these. Oh, there you go. I need this. <laughs> just, just add a moment's what'd you, notice. What would you spend? $12? Jesus. Yeah. At a moment's yeah. notice, you could have a bottle of white yeah. wine, and it'll be just as good. I am going to definitely stock my uh, pantry. No, it's not, I'm not going to stock my... I might get a bottle. I definitely want to get a bottle. Yeah. That's for sure. So yeah, yeah. That is... I am impressed. Great job, great Green Finn, and yeah. your organic wine. You don't need to be organic for me to like you. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I know, yeah, I, I said it, it might be a shocker seeing as how my, my Twitter is Mr. Trader Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God, I yeah. didn't know that. So if you I wanna, didn't know that, Andy. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Mr. Trader, Trader Joe, Joe, I do post uh, some of the things that I am drinking, and I, I'm not as active, but I, I promise that I will be more in the future. That's, that's, a, that's impressive. So if, that you want, impressive. if you want to drink like a sommelier... Go yeah. ahead and follow along. Well, and, I'll and drink tweet to that. I, you know, let's drink to this. This is three ninety nine. Boom. Yeah, that's a great price. I think so. Um. Well, moving right along in our podcast of the day, um, I think we're gonna take another little break. When we get back, maybe we should talk about our tales. I think so. From the cast. Yeah. We'll All see. right. We'll see you in a bit. back from our little break um just a reminder don't forget to leave us questions we got a facebook let's drink to that uh podcast of facebook uh we got questions you can always either leave us messages on there or let's drink to that at gmail.com that's let's drink the number two that at gmail.com and then uh rate us on itunes yeah itunes give us a rating give us a little shout out Anything helps, and it helps us keep going and keep drinking the wine and tasting it with you. So, but I think we're ready to get into one of my favorite parts. Oh, yes. Tales from the Cask. This is the section where Andy and I discuss some of the great spirits we've had throughout the week. And we play our fun music. So, this week, my tale from the Cask, I'm excited to, to share this. So I went to a concert this weekend in Pilsen at Talia Hall and um, ended up at this bar that's been around forever called Simone's. And uh, they have a great menu and for food, but also they have a great wine. They've got some wine, but they've got beers and things like that. And they have like a little um, Mexican flair. And I had a Oaxacan old-fashioned. Really? Yeah. And it had nothing of what's in a normal old-fashioned, but it had tequila, mezcal, um, and mole bitters. Holy cow. It was delightful. It was fantastic. I It was, they used a subtle, because sometimes mezcal can be a little smoky, like overly smoky. I think the mix of everything, it wasn't super smoky. It was, it tasted like vacation. It was just like a really good, refreshing because sometimes, even old fashions, they're heavy. They're heavy. It's an intense drink, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. It's not a, you know, an afternoon, let me just have, like, an old-fashioned, you know. This was <laughs> uh, this was just really nice, really refreshing, um, super light, and I want to go back and get it. It's the Oaxacan old-fashioned, and it was fantastic. I don't know what kind of tequila or mezcal they were putting in there, but... And the mole bitters, like nothing, everything was working perfectly together. Together, if all fashions, I and I love old fashioned, but I would this would be hard if I had to choose every time between this and a regular old fashioned. I think I'd always go with this. Wow. It, yeah, and it had just a little twist of um, 
orange in there, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was a delight. So I definitely, if you're ever in Chicago, make your way to Pilsen, which is a really cool, 18th Street's really cool right now. There's a lot of bars, a lot of uh, cool stuff to do. Talia Hall is a great music venue, and then there's the Mexican Museum of Art that's on the street that's free, which is always cool. Right. Um, and yeah, it was just a, it was a great drink, so... And you go get yourself a paleta. There's like paletitas <laughs> all around there, which is Mexican uh, ice cream. Ice cream, and it's amazing, and it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun area. So uh, oh, definitely. It was, it was a good time. Definitely. How about you, Andrew? What have you had among all the things you've had? What What's something that stood out? Oh my goodness! Um, I drank a lot. Uh, like I said, I went to a wine tasting today from the Loire Valley. And I had lots of fun things like a Sauvignon. Sauvignon. I had uh, a Chinon. I had Vouvray. I had sparkling wine. And uh, I I may have said it once. I may have said it a couple times. But I think my favorite white grape is the Chenin Blanc. Mm -hmm. And it makes really, really, really good wines. Um, Very, very diverse um, is this grape mm-hmm. and you can make a dry, uh, minerally clean, fresh, uh, expression of it. You can also do a semi-sweet, uh, which a lot of ouvres tend to be semi-sweet. Um, and you can even make dessert wines from it as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so very, very versatile. That. Oh, and you could also make sparkling from it as well. Hmm. It's just, it's super versatile. Chenin Blanc? Chenin Blanc. Mm. And uh, not a lot of people pick it up, maybe because they don't know what it is, or mm-hmm. maybe they've mistaken it for Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes a lot of Sauvignon Blancs are off-putting. They're too acidic or too tart or too uh, minerally or too sagey or whatever. Um, but this is not related to, to Sauvignon Blanc. Hmm. Uh, it's its own grape, and it thrives in the Loire Valley because that's where it's home is. That's mm-hmm. where they found it. That's where they cultivate it. Um, and that's where it has been cultivated for thousands of years. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, a nice semi-sweet Vouvray, I think is, it's a great summer wine, but in particularly, it's just a great wine in general. Okay. Uh, I don't like to say that I'm a seasonal drinker, mm-hmm. um, which means I don't drink solely white wine in spring and summer and solely red wine in fall and winter. You like to break the mold, break yeah. that seasonal mold. I, I mean, there's just, there's too many good things. Yeah, to like just keep your going with the with the seasons and things. Yeah, I mean, there there is something to that. Like you do eat yeah, I think, heartier fare yeah. um, in, in cooler weather. And then you like what wines you always think, oh, well, this is a nice summer wine to cool down. Like you're not going to have like a... right strong red sweating out in the summer which i've done i'll right. do it yeah, yeah yeah but it's not my but, go-to you know like also i'll say you know you will have um grilled meat mm-hmm. so you'll have grilled yeah. steak and uh and other um heavier pieces of, of protein uh, and that will warrant a red wine mm-hmm. um so yeah I, i'm not i'm not a seasonal drinker um like I've said a dozen times, my favorite bottle of wine is the open one. <laughs> so I'm drinking whatever. That's mine. That says mine. I'm drinking whatever. So yeah, um, no no spe- no specific or particular producer. Um, 
just a nice semi-sweet Vouvray is, is the thing that quenches my thirst. And um, I suggest everyone go grab some, some Vouvray. Um, I think if, my dad likes a good Vouvray. I think he's mentioned that. I think I, I've, I've heard of that just because he's always gotten that. And I, I don't remember. I think he's had it at a French restaurant. It was the first time he had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda... He, he likes that those those light, um, kind of neutral um, flavor wines, and mm-hmm. they, they go with everything. They're so versatile. Yeah. So yeah, I think he really liked the Muscadet. Yeah, and uh, and some other things, Vouvray from Chenin yeah. Blanc and things like that. So um, yeah, it's it's a really great wine. I suggest go grab some if you like dry wines. Go get yourself a dry Vouvray if you like a slightly sweet. I would say go get a, a demi-sec is what's known as. Okay. And uh, if you like really sweet wines, you can also get a dessert wine from Chenin Blanc, um, either Cote de Leon, uh, Cote de Chambre, or uh, Bonzo. And those, Bonzo. Bonzo. Mm. Yeah, and those are really great uh, expressions of Chenin Blanc, and they I cover like. the gamut. So great that's, expressions. That's what I drank. That's what I liked. Um, nice. That so, sounds really good. Um well, um, up until next week, I can't. I can't wait to hear what we'll, what we'll be imbibing in until then. Oh my goodness! <laughs> then we got a whole other week of we got, uh, yeah, one tales more week. of the cast to bring to you guys. Um, let us get into let's get corky. Let's get corky. Uh, da, 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 we gotta come up with a with a theme song to this part. You, you gotta know? get a soundbite or something. That's what. <laughs> let's get corky. I want you pick. This time, even oh. though even though if it's a term or fact, you'll still be giving me those. All right. But you can choose from the hat of wonder. You can choose either a quiz, a fact, a drink, or a term, all pertaining to some kind of wine or some kind of alcoholic beverage. Mm. All right, Annie, get your hat in there. What did you... St- a quiz! So this means I get a quiz. Quiz question. Quiz question. All right, Andy. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Just uh, just spit it off here. <clears throat> here is your quiz question. All right. How many mm-hmm. atmospheres of pressure ah. is in a bottle of champagne? I can already tell I'm going to kill this. <laughs> how many atmospheres of pressure? Mm. Yes. Considering I don't know how many atmospheres we have, I know we've got a couple, maybe four, three, any help, two, (laughs) we got more than one. All right, how many atmospheres of pressure? How many atmospheres of pressure, ATM, is in a bottle? I took an astrology class. Mm. It was a long time ago. Okay. So, that's no help at all, but I just want to know that I've taken astrology. Okay. Okay. This is uh, filling out That's just, the, yeah. the pages of... Let me see here. This wasn't a question in there, though. I would have rather had this question than the astronomical units that I had to learn. Ah, I see. I'm just buying time. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want a hint? Uh, yes. Is it between one and four? You can just give me any hint. All right. What's your <laughs> hint? What's your hint? My hint is... Uh, atmospheres of pressure ATM is pounds per square inch. Duh, that's what? Okay, that doesn't so, help me at all. Let's just put this into perspective here. A normal car tire has thirty to forty pounds per square inch okay. of air all inside right. All right. Put of it. Into it. my terms, okay. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. How much pounds per square inch, or how many atmospheres of pressure, either one, is inside a bottle of champagne? Oh. And to answer your question, one to four 
is not correct. <laughs> that would be silly because that would be nothing, right? Well, not not nothing, but, but okay. It's, so we're thinking pounds per square inch. So it's in like the thirties. I would say it's almost like a car tire popping. So thirty-two. Thirty-two pounds per square inch. Yes. And you want to venture a guess as to atmospheres of pressure on a scale of let's say one to ten? Okay, four. Four. Five. Five is my last answer. Five. Five. All right. Okay. You are correct. <gasps> Hello. With five. Oh, yes. Atmospheres of pressure. There's there's an average of five to six atmospheres of pressure. I knew it. And that I, will. I always knew that. And that will equate to. 90 to 100 pounds per square inch wow. of pressure behind so, a bottle of champagne. So can you Cork. kill someone with that or? Um, it, there's, believe it or not, there's actually a small, small statistic where they say 7 or 12 people die per year for uh, an incident <laughs> of a cork um, injuring someone by it flying out and actually hitting them in the eye or the temple. That wow. much that much pressure can actually do a lot of damage to a person. God, that, what a way to go. Just, <laughs> yeah, a bottle know. of champagne is supposed to be like celebratory. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's why um, the training for service for the court of master sommeliers is very, very important. Open it with a sword. Uh, this, you don't, no, you don't want no. a saber okay. uh, unless you have a clear 500 foot radius of like no one. To their own. That's yeah, how yeah, I was yeah. taught. That's how I was taught. Um, you can saber. I, I I would like to try it, um, but the the proper way to do it is to have a service towel over the cork. Mm -hmm. You loosen the wire cage, mm -hmm. and then you maintain your hand on top of the cork yeah. the entire time, and then you twist the bottle back yeah. and forth oh, until it slowly eases out. I'm surprised. Ninety ninety. Uh... Square foot of pressure or whatever. Yeah, 90 pounds per square inch. Because I've opened up bottles of wine, and you'd think 90 pounds would blow my hand off, but... I mean, if if you want to see the, the true wonder of it, uh, of a champagne opening, um, just... I would open the wire cage, and then I would just leave it and out, and um, enough pressure um, will start forcing it out, forcing it out, and actually it will eject it by itself. Huh. Um, so that's why people say, you know, hand on the bottle and the cork the entire time. And this. Um, but yeah, if you just leave it straight, if you leave it open, it will open by itself. Interesting. So don't infection. leave, don't leave any unscrewed, whatever with the caging unscrewed yes. because it will pop in your face. It will. And may cause a fatality. It may. Sad so to careful. say. This is a warning. <laughs> Do not pop your cork in your face. Yes, I will definitely say that. Don't aim at anyone's face. Don't yeah. even joke, kids. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, so. So? Yeah, well, that was a... That, I learned a lot today, Andy. Good. I'm I think, glad. I think I learned more than I was ready for. <laughs> my, I'm, I'm tired. I, my brain is just full of facts. Yes. And ready for maybe a little nightcap. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what the night brings me. But I would say it was a successful let's drink to that, Andy. I would say so. Until next time. Until next time. Let's drink to that. Let's drink to that. <laughs>